Welcome back, everybody, to another big, I mean, this is a big episode. We're finally done with all of our underdog drafting. I mean, I know there's Puppy 4, but no one's actually going to be in the Puppy 4, right? We're, we're done drafting. Good. Uh, so we're back. Hockey, we're looking to hit the uh, 70 mark for me, myself. I just entered my 69th underdog NHL Best Buck Classic. We're here with Matt, otherwise known as, if you will, the... Uh, Primary points guy. Um, do we want the 30 second countdown, Matt, or are we just going to get right into it? Is that just annoying? I, I think, I mean, you can do it, um, you know, for, for no. continuation. I need things, to, I need I to make think... one. I need to make one. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm going to make one. I, yep. that was like on the radar and I know how to do it now and I just got to do it. Um, let's just get right into it. We don't need a 30 second countdown of the same freaking noise you hear for like everyone that doesn't want to make their own or pay for someone to make it. Um, yep, green screen in the background. It's pretty good. Uh, I was actually just ordering a ring light before we got started because it's a little bit grainy, but new microphone setup. So, if anyone in the comments wants to tell me if it sounds okay, I can also move the mic out of the shop. But I think this is going to be the best setup, um, moving forward. But yeah, all the new, all the new stuff. Um, Matt, are you, are you good to go, or I'm going to just keep talking while you do whatever you're doing? I'm good to go. I'm uh, tweeting out, or I'm putting the link in the Discord. Okay. okay, yeah, I'm just clicking order right now. I literally was, like, clicking order on the ring light. We're going to be live. I uh, would like to have it, too, before I do the Bruins and the Sabres, but I'm not waiting for a Boston media member any longer. I'm just going to have Matt give me a ticket into the show, I think, and move on from Boston. I, we asked, like, four people now, and just no one answered. So whatever. Boston's really wonky anyways, so I think that'll be fine. Um I put in the, uh, the what's it called, the thumbnail. I put Taysom Hill. I don't think we need to talk very long on the Taysom Hill thing other than just like, <laughs> it is funny that this is literally hockey. Like every day I'm just like, ah, oh, that guy's not that position and whatever. And then the one time, I mean, I get it. Like the contest is over and they're, it's not like Taysom Hill, people are mad because Taysom Hill is like not somehow a quarterback. It's But uh, it's like we drafted 90% of these lobbies and like now you're going to change it. But um yeah, uh, it is an interesting debate for sure, I guess, but I guess it's, you know, I, it's not even an interesting debate. It's just interesting that FFPC is like tripling down on this. Um, yeah, Matt, a, anything you want to say about rule. that controversy or just. Yeah, I mean, it's a stupid rule written before best ball was in vogue. I mean, that's really all that, I mean, all you can say because in 90% of leagues, like you just drop them on waivers and it doesn't matter. But the whole point of best ball is that you're locking up this money for six months and, you know, yada, yada. That just didn't exist when the rule was written. So it's really stupid. Um, it feels like a situation where you just override it once you change the rule for best ball specifically and move on, but they're not doing that. So yeah, I get why people are pissed. Um, but I also get where they're coming from where it's like, that's our rule. We're sticking to it, but it just seems like a rule that hasn't been thought through, but coming from the hockey space, I'm not sure that you can uh, really detest someone for not thinking about their sport when, you know, their entire existence is people not thinking about our sports. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And that's all I have on yeah, football. No, I got is, to, uh, uh, yeah, you know, get my yeah, 75th draft and, uh, and we move on. Yeah. I no, it was good. Honestly, I mean, I, 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 what? I can't oh, believe I did 75 drafts. Are we just way out of I'm sync? I'm honestly here? surprised like you do more. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe I did no. 75. It was miserable. 
Yeah, no, I, I thought you were going to do a lot more when the season started. You seemed like very in on the, like, I can max DraftKings for sure. I felt like that was like, <laughs> you were going to do it, but no, not even yeah, close. No, I, I mean, uh... it, it was like an enjoyable, yeah, an enjoyable um, season of best ball drafting in the NFL space because it really feels like so many people are digging into like the 900th degree of like difficulty in football now. And I think that me and you, or at least me, I'll speak for myself, uh, just maybe it's just like the hockey mentality that I have of just like, like you got to build the best team to advance. Like, to, like I know like week 17 matters a ton. Like I'm going to draft for that too. But like, I, I think the, the level of difficulty people were putting into these on their own was pretty interesting to watch. Also, I think my headphones are about to die. So I may need to get my other headphones out. I thought these were charged, but go on. DJ, I've talked to you every single day for this entire summer, most of which while you were drafting. I will I will not sit here and let you say that you were not overthinking every single aspect of the goddamn draft every time. Oh my god, this pick or this pick. Oh my god, this I, oh, no. I, no, I mean, you know, yeah, I like just, I'm trying to pick the best players, but yeah. Yeah, it's 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 so I, yeah, I get not overthinking it though. I don't that's know. That's true. Yeah. No. Yeah, whatever. We could just move on. It's been five minutes of this. Also, I might just grab my other headphones now and and turn off my screen while I try to get behind my green screen to find other headphones. I don't know how these are dying, but one of them just made the noise. Uh, okay, well then. Um, uh, yeah. Why, why don't we transition into your uh, the powerpoints, the primary points? Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about it. Uh, so it's not in the description of the video um but if you're listening on the pod feed it'll be in the description of this podcast and it's also on my twitter account it's my pinned twitter um but i I sort of was just sitting there um mostly inspired by pat mayo's uh podcast from the weekend if if you like uh you know that sort of like in in insider industry type discussion he posted one on the pat mayo experience feed with uh i think sia uh, something his name is Sia um, about like his rise through the industry and he was just sort of talking about like how he was just doing stuff and you know like every time someone asked him a question he would just respond just do it and so it kind of made me think like I spent all this time in the discord like actually writing out defenses of various takes I have and whatever and it's like you know the discord's great I think that's a great place to hang out and spend my time but I could do the exact same effort into like a newsletter or something that goes out via email and probably more caters toward people who are not sitting in the discord, you know, (laughs) 12 hours a day bored at work or whatever. And they just, you know, they want to catch up on hockey once a day or something like that. Um, So yeah, the link is in the uh, description of the video now. So if you refresh, um, you'll see it. But again, if you find me on Twitter, um, I started a newsletter. Um, The first sort of, uh, uh, newsletter I did. I don't know. First edition. Um, I, I gave a quick intro sort of to what you can expect, which really is not anything overly specific. Um, and a bit of background about me, especially if you're on the more DJ side where you've been exposed to DJ's work and sort of the underdog space and not really in the DraftKings. You might not really know who I am other than just the dude who talks to DJ. Um, so I want to do a bit of my history, uh, you know, in the fantasy space and the DFS space and, you know, so just sort of why you should care about what I think um, other than just like, you know, I'm, I'm super cool and, you know, handsome and everything else that you already think about me. Um, just some of like, you know, that intro stuff. 
And then talking uh, very specifically about underdog uh, drafting and sort of projections versus ADP and various drop-off ranges. So I'm not going to go too in-depth on this show just because, you know, I want you guys to check out the newsletter and give that a read. Um, but we'll touch on it briefly. So, um, DJ, are you all set now? Yeah, if my headphones die, I'll just mute myself and turn okay. on the new ones, but I got them, so I'm ready. Okay. Um, I don't know if one of these is going to die. I don't really know. We'll be good. Yeah, so I've been pleasantly surprised that anybody has, has clicked on the newsletter at this point. So I uh, thank you to everyone who's clicked on it, checked it out, and to everyone who subscribed. Uh, it's super, super nice and uh, appreciate it and uh, hope to keep good stuff coming. So, and of course, please let me know if there's anything you want me to talk about, you know, anything specific. Uh, you know, I invite questions in this chat or in Discord or anything else, but, um, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask if there's something you're interested in because odds are it could spur an idea. That's where a lot of... Uh, a lot of the work so far has come from things happen in discord and I go, Hmm, can I put some data to that? Or can I put a thought to it? And that's just sort of the natural evolution. Um, so now there's sort of like one single compository for all of that sort of those thoughts and, you know, ideas to sort of live. So hopefully uh, that will continue through the DFS season and, you know, so on, but covering fantasy hockey and, and really the only way I know how, which is probably too wordy and too in depth and way too excited. But uh, DJ, um let's cover it pull it up okay <clears throat> yeah so, i mean i actually just had it up two seconds ago i could also pull it up but i actually just clicked yeah, subscribe I... because i was let me just pull it up well if there's something else you want to show uh i was just trying to think of the best way to show the other thing that i was planning on sharing that wasn't in the newsletter um but i can i can you share work, the uh what you want to do okay Okay, yeah. I, I mean, sure, you go ahead. Yeah, I'll you pull, go ahead. Yeah, I'll pull it up and then just, yeah, through. whatever you think. So, yeah, um, I just subscribed myself. Very easy, very... I know you were saying, like, oh, it's not, like, completely done yet or whatever, but you made it legitimately last night. That's not an exaggeration. You, we were, like, on the phone at, like, 10. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, the graph here, which is... Uh, I can make it even bigger. I mean, I don't know if you want to give a brief explanation, but I know you cover it pretty well below. Um you can see here centers are over here in purple yeah, wingers just, and defensemen just, yeah just keep going yeah just keep going um you know it, the idea was to just sort of include something that i've already had off the shelf via you know my work in discord and just sort of the thoughts i've put together um but really you know i i would yeah um really you know i would like for people to check out the the, the writing itself and sort of to get their uh uh to get my takes through through that medium for now just because you know i kind of want to get this thing going um but really you know uh the, the main thing i sort of wanted to highlight is that uh one i've shared sort of like through 67 drafts my top exposures um you know one takeaway that i had in reviewing that is i don't really have a lot of center uh concentration um and that's sort of related to the main point of um of my sort of I guess my first primary point, if, if you want to call it that, and just sort of that, like the positional depth at center is so great that I really don't want to be burned by going way overweight on a center and just having them fail or get hurt or something. Cause there's just so many good centers. Um, and then to sort of further that idea, um, the, the chart you were showing before that obviously was very hard to intuit anything from, um, I sort of dig into a bit further down the, uh, the newsletter and just sort of look at, uh, 
basically based on the puck luck projections, um, specifically tailored for upside. So uh, there was a bit of a discussion in the Discord about, oh, these numbers don't line up with last year's results. That's because I'm sort of looking for a pro- an upside-based projection just sort of to, to, to put things in linear order. Um, I just feel like that's a more natural version of how we should be drafting. We should really be chasing that upside over the course of a season. Um, but just sort of saying, you know, in, in a certain area of the draft, you know, X number of centers are going to be taken, Y number of wings and Z number of defensemen, you know, let's put a visual marker there where I'm estimating about that many will go in each and every draft. What can we learn from the sort of pattern of just literally projections uh, of the players, you know, within that range, ahead of that range, so on and so forth. Um, And really, you know, I found that the drop-off at wing is just so much more substantial than center and defense. Um, And that, the ADP range of the of that position is so narrow that it's really beneficial to get in and out of wing, um, you know, with your early investment, more so than it is for centers, where it's just a very broad range in terms of the overall projection. Um, so that's sort of the main takeaway. Um, there's a lot more in there, but... Um, again, thank you to everyone who's already checked it out. I'm continuing to work on it, you know, making it look nicer, and you know, the, the theme and everything. Um, but for now, you know, if you sign up the next time I write something up, probably this weekend, um, you know, it'll be in your email inbox and look all pretty and stuff. So, and yes, DJ, you get a nice little shout out at the end because you literally posted this weekend the draft that sort of encapsulates the idea I was trying to get across that like that's actually not a bad strategy. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think there's a, a couple of things that like, I, I mean, first off, everything you said, I agree with largely. And like uh, one thing you said, I don't think you even said it yet on this, is that like until someone like truly proves this wrong. And I think the only thing you could say to prove it wrong is that we don't have enough data yet. That's just such an easy answer. It's like, well, we don't really know because it was only what, like 5,640 entries last year and whatever it's like okay that's the only real answer that is out there that this doesn't actually hold much merit um but then then what like it's not really answering the questions just saying like we can punt it till next year well punt it till next year all you want but i'm going to take advantage of what we have now and i think yeah the last point i wanted to make is that i'm sorry the last point i want to make is we also drafted you can't get unique still okay all right the last point i want to make still if you don't mind is that you can still get unique and you don't have to stick to any sort of script. And I think that the, the problem is, is that people are getting unique by saying, I'm going to take more centers. When there's other options to get unique within your build, it doesn't have to be 3-7, yeah, I mean, 3-3. Three, three. Um, okay, yeah, I'll let you go now. Yeah, the, the, main, the main thing is, you know, last year's data also showed, you know, with a very different environment where, you know, we, we knew last year that the centers in 2021 absolutely smashed. And so, like, that's why it was, like, the top four, so powerful, so on and so on. That still showed that the 3733 was the powerful build. And then last year it was, like, oh, the centers kind of sucked, except for McDavid. And then Drysdale got there in the playoffs, yada, yada. Um, but McDavid was just so powerful. It still didn't matter. Like three, seven, three, three was still the optimal build. So I get it. I get all the arguments against it. I'm not going to try and relitigate those wars because we've done it several times. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that sort of showing that the like the center position has a lot of depth is not the same thing as saying you should be taking more of them. Um, but that's not really the point that I take away from it. But if that's something you think that you can, you know, basically beat the odds from the last two years where four, six, three, three, for instance, it's just been a much 
worst advancement rate out of the regular season and once you get to the playoffs as well then be my guest like you know it, it's not that you can't build good teams like that it's just that your odds of hitting the the right team are just you know reduced uh via that method so uh, in any case, I, I kind of want to move on from this just because uh, there was something sure. else I wanted to cover that is not in uh, in any sort of newsletter. Um, so yeah, pull it up. Take your time. So, yeah, no, I, I I think yeah, I think the, the the main point that I just wanted to make again is that like being unique, the it, it's not that important in this contest still because it's still very small and using the math to make the best decision. Like you can you can still get weird if you will um in a different way and i think just like doing two centers or two defensemen in a couple builds and adding that extra winger might actually be like a bit more of a ticket than um like forcing it in and thinking like well then like you like thinking you're gonna you need to win flex by adding more centers it's just like to me it's like that's the argument i i still don't really see it but okay let's see the new math um i actually don't even know what you're gonna show because i don't think you said anything about this to me no, I posted in the Discord, and I mean, we all know that you're, uh, you, you know, you're, you're not really dropping in the Discord much. Um, so this is something that I kind of just want to walk through because it's not, uh, you know, it, it's. I think it's almost. I think it's kind of clear. Um, let's see. Can I zoom out a little bit more? Is this is this legible, or should I should I get rid of the uh, the freeze frame here? I think that's okay. I don't I mean, know. I think it's fine. Uh, yeah. So basically, what this is showing, uh, actually, I, I need to show one more row. So let me just get rid of this freeze. We all know that twenty-five percent is the advancement rate. Okay, got it. Good. Uh, so we're sort of expecting that on average teams will advance twenty-five percent of the time. So when we look at twenty twenty-two uh, data. Um, I sort of just went through, okay, how many, you know, of each position do you have by X number round? Um, so, you know, for example, in round one, if you took a wing, you had a 27% advancement rate. If you took a center, you had a 23% advancement rate. That it's because David Pasternak and Brady Kachuk had, you know, a really high advancement rates out of the first round versus McDavid had a really high one at center and everyone else had really poor ones. So, you know, it's almost 50-50, but still you're sort of seeing, you know, just that effect last year. I'm not reading too much into that. Um, but this sort of continues as you go. If you're taking zero wings through round four or even round five, that's where you really start to see this drop off where like if you're not investing in wing early, you're just going to lose the position because you have to fill two per week. Um, so it's very clear, though, that this is also incorporating things like drafters just not being very good. You know, maybe they're taking four centers early, which obviously people who are knowledgeable will not be doing. Um, so, you know, it's important to layer on that context that we don't have in this sort of data set. Um, but I'm really interested in what happens later on in drafts because, you know, the sort of saying has been, OK, well, I have six wings. Um, I don't need a seventh one because I want to draft the center or whatever, you know, that's sort of been the, the argument that goes around. And so what I wanted to do is sort of look at this as sort of a stepwise function where let's say, you know, I get to round 11 and, you know, ideally based on last year's data, I have six wings. Okay. That's great. Like, uh, you know, uh, if we reverse course, we can go all the way back to say round nine where there's a 41% advancement rate if you have six wings through nine rounds. So the question is, should I draft another wing in the next round? And so you look and, okay, do you 
Do you draft a wing? If no, then you have six wings through 10 rounds and your, you know, your rate drops a little bit. If you have seven through 10, it actually goes up a bit to 44%. You know, these things are probably at the fringes of like, you know, there's maybe not that many people who overinvest in a wing like this, but it sort of starts to show just the power of having a heavy investment in the wing position in particular. Um, when we get to late in drafts is, is where I think this sort of starts to get interesting because we see here that if you have six wings in round, let's say, 13, uh, as you stop taking wings, your advancement rate is dropping. Every time, so let's say you have you know a 29% advancement rate when you have six wings through 13 rounds. If you add to that list, you go up to 31%. If you don't add to that wing set, you go down to 27%. You know, if, if you're at 6 to 14, you go down from 7 or 27 to 26. If you don't take one, then you go up to 29. So, and I'll continue that to round 15. At every step, there's just sort of like this natural uh, step function that says if you get that seventh wing, your odds of advancing increase. And of course, that's not perfect science. It's, you know, it, it's not sort of incorporating the various decisions that are being made in that round. But I like to think that over the course of, you know, uh, let's call it 2000 drafts, because that's about how many teams took seven wings. Like, there's a lot of uh, signal there, in my opinion, that like, we're not just sort of playing into like dumb luck here. Like, it makes sense that you really need to invest in the wing position. Everything we've looked at so far has really driven that point home. Um, and then conversely, when we quickly look at centers, we see that every time you have three centers late in drafts, and then you try to draft a fourth, your advancement rate just drops. Like, you know, this sort of decision seems to have a negative impact on your advancement rate into the playoffs. Um, so like if you have three centers to 12 rounds and you add one in the next round, you drop to 20% versus, you know, had you just stayed there, you're at 24% advancement rate. Um, I don't know that, you know, I don't know if I fully buy that, like having one center through round 13 is like the, the key or anything. Like, I think that's a perfectly viable strategy, particularly if you have that sort of McDavid team, which is, this is probably capturing a lot of those teams that just said, Hey, I have McDavid, let's wait, you know? So that's probably influenced a bit by just the player itself who you're, you know, drafting with in that scenario. Um, but it's just sort of one, another sort of visual aid for me. That sort of helps and reinforce the things I already believe about not overinvesting in a center position, uh, just because like you can fill uh, the center position with very good players late in drafts, which circles back to what I wrote about in my newsletter. So that's the really quick thing I wanted to cover. Um, if there's any questions in the chat or any further conversation warranted there, we can certainly do that. Um, but that's about it. DJ went off video, so he's probably crying at how uh, wonderful that explanation was. Um, but DJ, are you there? Okay, uh, good news. DJ has left the chat. Uh, this is not my chat. Um, gosh, I wish I had more fun stuff to share in Excel, but I'm not sure I do. Um, I guess if, if we're here and DJ's missing, we can quickly look at defense at the same, uh, you know, using the same uh, microscope. So if you were on team late round defensemen, I like to think that this is a little bit influenced by the 
uh, smashes of Josh Morrissey and Eric Carlson and so on and so forth. We, we just saw a lot of really good seasons from late in draft defensemen. So if you didn't take one until say round 10 or round 11 or round 12, you probably were drafting into those guys who therefore had very strong advancement rates due to their smash seasons. So I don't know that this is like a perfect science either. Um, but it does kind of show just like, hey, uh, don't take two defensemen super early in your drafts because, you know, it's just going to be really easy to fill um, to fill those points later on in drafts. Um, and again, my newsletter, I sort of uncovered some projection based analysis that actually was showing me I was being too, uh, you know, dense in my uh, really desire to get a you know, defenseman by round, say, 12 or 13 with the Chikrins and the Noah Dobsons. Um, when you look at like upside projections via uh, puck luck, there's actually a lot of good candidates that really are going undrafted and could be your, say, Mike Matheson type uh, that wins you a tournament, you know, as well as having uh, decent regular season numbers when they're playing. So um, in any case, you know, this is all sort of the same uh, general idea. There's really no trend at goalie, which I kind of like. That kind of suits my eye. Uh, meaning, like, you could take two goalies super early and really not be totally hampered by it. Once you take three, you're probably sacrificing too much at the wing position and maybe even center um, to, to get through. But, like, it's really sort of clear that, like, unlike defensemen, where you're just getting absolutely punished for taking 2D in the first handful of rounds, it's really not that big a deal in that just because, you know, I like to think that it's because the starts are so uh, prescribed. Like we know how many starts Vasilevsky is going to have. We know how many starts Sorokin's going to have, um, you know, Jari, so on that. Like there's really only injury considerations and like astronomically poor play considerations that would like hamper their fantasy output. Um, so I think going forward, you know, it's just another thing to keep in mind. Like as long as you're not taking your, you know, all three goalies in the top eight picks or so, or eight, first eight rounds, um, you're probably fine. Like, just make sure you don't play zero goalie. It's really hard when you have no guaranteed starts in your on your roster. Um, but otherwise, you know, you're good. Just, like, take a couple good goalies. Um, let's see. Wookie here has a couple things. Uh, DJ, are you are you back? I don't know if DJ's back. Okay. D DJ's gone missing. I can't. Uh, so I can't put the comments on the screen. That has to be DJ, I guess. Um, but Wookie says a few things. I took from this, get to seven wings by round 10, and you'll have a 50% advancement rate. Look, I'm not saying you're wrong if you do that. Um, yeah, DJ can't hear me. That's been <laughs> made pretty obvious. Um yeah, Wookie says Dougie was a late defenseman too. That's actually kind of crazy. Um, just going back to you know to the last year and trying to figure out why Dougie was going late. It's honestly maybe a miss on our parts in the time machine episode. Um, but you know, that seems kind of obvious in retrospect. And the final one is that Wookie says on the screen here that we're showing the fifth goalie has a very high uh, success rate. Yeah, I don't have counts uh, precisely, but I'm almost certain that's like uh one or two teams uh interestingly like what we found in the uh structure work we actually did find that teams that took a ton of goalies uh let's see uh, they had a like sort of concerningly high advancement rate um 
yeah, there were eight teams that took five goalies and three of those eight advanced to the playoffs. I don't think there's anything to that. Um, you know, maybe there is, but, um, you know, I personally don't think that's a, a great strategy. So, um, but yeah, that's just a super small sample size. All right. This is awesome. Um, gosh, if, if only the NHL goat could provide any input as to uh, what's going on in the space these days, but I guess we'll just sit here and wait. Maybe DJ should call me on speakerphone and just talk through the phone and we can just uh, converse that way. Did I do anything else fun? Um, I duplicated that analysis for McDavid teams or for no, non-McDavid teams. Okay, well, let's see. I don't even remember po if I posted this in the Discord or not, but uh, the same thing we were showing before with like advancement rates by uh, rounds. Um, these are specifically non-McDavid teams. So like we see that if you didn't take a center in the first round, you know, among the 11 non-McDavid teams in each draft, your advancement rate was much better than if you had, you know, a Matthews, a McKinnon, or a, uh, a Dreisaitl. Um, but we see a very similar pattern emerge, um, even for like this late center crowd, where um, if you're taking four centers, you know, even on non-McDavid teams, like if you're taking, you know, uh, no center type builds, it's really hard to, you know, maybe this year it's different because there's, uh, options falling into the 10th and 11th round that maybe weren't last year. Um, but basically if you're trying to take four centers super duper late, um, you know, that didn't really work last year. I'm not sure how many people actually tried doing uh, the super no zero center builds, uh, but just sort of goes to show if you have three centers and then pick that fourth, even on non McDavid teams or particularly on non McDavid teams, um, it, it tends to hurt your advancement rate. You know, for example, if you have three centers to round 13 and then just don't pick a center in round 14, your advancement rate ups to 21 and then 22 and then 24 if you're not picking that center. Uh, versus if you're taking a fourth center late, the advancement rates dropped to 18% from 20, you know, 19% from 21 and dropped to 19% from 22 if you took a guy in the very last round. So hopefully that's all clear. Um, let's see, DJ testing, testing one, two, three. I can, yeah, I have, I have, I have one earphone and I can hear it. Ooh, let's go. It's I'm huge. Just gonna back right. and forth. I, I, every, every test, I, it came up like a three options for the other headphones for them to work. And I tried all three of them and they all made like the testing your headphones work, whatever thing. I'm not sure if you've done that, but none of them, but me hear you. And that's really what matters most. Um, I was, that's fascinating. Well, I, I made it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pretty good. Yeah, I, I won't. Uh, I won't ask for your impact then, uh, or for your your feedback then. Um, but let's Input. get into a draft. What do you say? I say it's draft time. I'm gonna leave it in All light right. mode so my green screen works well. Um, I'm probably at some point going to switch headphones if I don't hear you for a second. That's why I'm doing. If I have eight percent in this headphone, so that seems pretty good. Okay. I'm gonna do the okay. Well, screen we'll see. Link. We'll see what happens. Does uh, work best? No, the entire screen doesn't work best. Works best in the other one. Also, I don't have our brand up. Killing us. Um, it works best. I was going to suggest something, and I was. Uh, you can say no. Feel free to say no. Would you want to do two at the same time? 
That sounds like an that absolutely crazy? miserable experience, right. DJ. Let's do it. That's no, okay. We don't have to. I'm just, just. All right. Okay. Are we ready to drop? Yeah. Let, let's drop. We just do one. That's fine. Yeah, okay. just one. I'm entered. Oh, two. I got into the last. One. All right. I'm doing two drafts. No uh, way. It was really last one. I'll join. That's oh, pretty funny. All right. Overflow draft. All right. This wow. Is, this Only is where boys become be men at the same time. Oh God. Okay. Well. um Okay. I was just okay, sure yeah. I, I like it. I like it like I this board, me. just in case I want to look up anything. Yeah, then I can look it up. Hold on. Can do you it. do you want um, me to share now that I have both drafts? I actually kind of do. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right let's do it. Uh, let's do that. All right. Um, uh, so gonna... in the I don't even know. Do we call it the overfill draft? I don't know how many people. Uh, well, let's see if the the yeah, first need, draft are in. We need eight family. Okay. Well, we were supposed um, to let uh, Paul know. Oh, if you knew my dinger team in the semifinals isn't first. Six days to go till I make the finals. Um, that's fun. All right, so share screen. Uh, sorry, what? Oh, uh, I mean, it's not it's not definite. But are you man? Uh, I've I've had a really good start. I'm up by like 50 points right now, which is totally uh, losable. But okay, I'm just dragging things onto the same tab. And now let's let's share it. Oh boy, I think I'm on the clock. Okay. Oh Is god, that, I'm that on the clock. Like oh, look at that. I'll pull it up. All right. All right. I get Austin Matthews. No, yeah. Uh, wait. How okay. far? You do that. Yeah. I'm gonna, I don't know. Let's that's see. probably way too far. But well, are you? Did you enter the draft? See. Yeah, I'm in the draft. Yeah, I guess you did. There's oh, it's weird because yeah. like it's not like full screen because you have all those extra stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm um, asking around. Right. Okay. Um. So let's see. In the draft that DJ didn't make, we have Belks again. The fire. Peterson. Layla. I, I recognize Joda. I'm not sure if uh if, if they're in here, but it doesn't look like it's a full on friends and family draft. I think we just got good, you know, or bad timing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, please, if you're watching, make sure you're yeah. joining this overflow draft so that DJ can draft uh, along with us. Um, DJ, did you put it in the discords? Uh, no, I didn't me. do that yet. I'll do that discord. Right. I, I invited the DJ and Den. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is, this is a code red. We, uh, we, we need to get a draft going. Or else DJ will uh, actively uh, start talking about his football slow drafts that he's on the clock for. They're not slow anymore. Well, I mean, they're our clocks. I, did you so, see? Yeah. No, they're ten minutes now. DraftKings went from eight hours. Right, to right. 10 they're minutes ten minutes. Four hours. Did I not tell you this was going to happen? Get in the damn overflow draft, people! Please, Whoa. I'm begging you. You started this. I will take no such uh, responsibility. Did you even join? What are you talking about? You've seen seven times that I have joined this draft. Oh. Like, I you've literally commented on it at lie. least three times already. I, I don't know what else to do. Right against six. To no. show you We're already halfway there. All right. Waiting on six. Thank you, people, for uh, for popping in. Um, right now, I'm sitting on Austin Matthews at pick three. Yes. Um, and, and by the way, I have my 
uh, I have my rank set on underdog through the first like 65 to 70 picks. Um, so that's why you're seeing the ADPs out of order. Uh, basically I've done this just so that like, if God forbid, I forget that I joined the draft and it starts, you know, during the workday or something, at least I'll sort of, uh, get players that I want. I, I kind of push down, uh, centers on my board. Um, now maybe relative to ADP, some of them have shifted around and whatnot, but it saved me a few times where I've gotten, you know, wings early. That's sort of like the under, uh, the underdog release valve that just saves me, um, when I have these ranks set. So that's why you're seeing some, um, you know, like, uh, out of order rankings versus ADP and also like, uh, you know, Timo Mayer, I have 0% of like, um, you know, it's just, it's not that like I love him more than really Nylander but like if I'm auto drafting I'm I'm fine to take him versus you know like whatever it's it's not like a perfect ranking system it's just like a let's just try and move centers down the board so I don't get three of them in five rounds and so on and so forth so I'm about to be up here at 22 uh see what goods he takes he's probably going Kyle Connor but uh I'm gonna happily grab either Kyle Connor or Igor um oh he takes Vasilevsky so uh, at pick 22, I'll take I'll take Hal Connor, um, and then I'll grab a goalie here between Andrew Shosturkin or Georgiev. Six more in the overflow. Yeah, may, maybe this is all a, a big ploy from Big Underdog to to make sure that there's enough people in the draft that will give DJ the 101. That uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Oh. <sighs> oh my god i'm getting the phone oh, stop okay good yeah this is um i'm bored yeah yeah i do have a lot of slow drafts going are you gonna do zero slow drafts yes i'm gonna do zero slow drafts i could not imagine are you soft um I, I literally cannot imagine like, wanting to do a slow draft. Look, look at that view. Look at that view. Beautiful view. You're always on the clock. It's not really. Absolutely a miserable experience. Um, let's see. In this range, what, like, if why? you're looking at you just, my... It's eight. Okay. Um, I don't know how zoomed in to be. I feel like an absolute noob on stream. I feel like... Uh, can you stack our pictures on top of each other instead of side by side? Like our videos? You have and... a guess. Okay. How come it can overlay my... Okay. Oh, wait. Wait, wait. Never mind. I'm just stupid. I figured it out. I just okay. had to minimize okay. the... Uh, I, 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 can, I can create overlays too, but I... Does That's, this, wait, no, it, I'm not sure if you'll see it or not. Does, if, if I click this button, will it take us all off screen? Can people still see the screen? Can you still see it? I can still see it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Wait. I actually I need this bar. Okay. I need this bar because I need to see if I'm on the clock. You know, in these drafts. All right. Um. So scrolling uh, through geez, some. I don't know. What would look best? I don't know. Because I can make layouts. It's so like where would you want our cameras? I feel like over, like, like uh, on this, on the, mouse. you know, like, yeah, okay, right here. But like, there. instead okay, of right putting the screen to the, 
you know, instead of putting the screen to the right of our photos, just superimpose it over this edge where there's nothing going on um, between, you know, the edge of this toolbar or whatever, the, the, the tab bar and the edge of the player card. Okay. Set a Steam app below. Yes. Um, yeah, I have Steam. Um, while we wait, I guess we need two more, by the way, for this draft. Um, I've played some Counter-Strike. Um, I I have a, a MacBook Pro, so I tried Counter-Strike on the, uh, the Mac, like you know, the old Counter-Strike, not, not CS2, which is not out on Mac yet as far as I know. Um, but I just had so many performance issues that I don't think are related to the laptop itself, but just to my settings that I didn't really play it much. Um, I think we can see the games I've played like hours wise, because I played a lot of games like in high school and so on. Um, see, I'm such a steam noob. I don't even know like how to get here um, or how to see this, but like uh, I've played civilization for hours and hours and hours. Um, yeah. A thousand hours of Civ five. Um, I played TF two for about 400 hours. That was like a high school game. And then Civ six. Um, so yeah, these are the games I've played. Um, no, I do not need to get a PC. I've had one. I have a work uh, PC laptop. I just, um, it's so much, it's so much better having an iPhone or an iPad to just be able to use those as extra screens and whatnot. Um, they just talk to each other very nicely. So, um, yeah, I'm happy with the MacBook pro. I just need a gaming PC. Um, but maybe one day, you know, I have a PS five now, so I just play games on there. All right, I am about to be on the clock uh, with Matthews, Cal Connor, and Jay Gottinger. Uh, we need one more for the overflow draft, by the way, so please, someone, get in there so that DJ can feel something again. Um, looks like Eric Carlson might follow me at pick 46. Um, that's remotely interesting just because, you know, I have... Oh, no, P goes. Okay. Um, but the thinking there was... This I have so much fighter, by the way, I can make our screens... Bigger. Uh, yeah, I think you can make the screens a little bit bigger, but that's pretty good. Um, make, right, I'm make going us. to yeah. grab. Okay, yeah, I can still do that. The other draft build. Okay. Cool. Oh my god, the 102 and DJ gets the 103. Okay, all right, here we go. Um, all right. So I grab Cole Caulfield on my second wing. Um, we'll see if Dougie makes it back to me here. Um, you know, I'm fine taking Dougie at 51 just because, you know, again, I have so much Evan Bouchard, mostly with like McDavid's and dry sidles and just sort of as like my safety blanket defenseman. I don't think Dougie's a significantly worse pick than Bouchard, um, but I do think Dougie has a bit of Luke Hughes risk. So when I take Dougie, it's usually after ADP. Um, so I'll take him rather than like a Jeff Skinner. You know, I have a ton of Skinner, Marchand, Kreider, Dubois. So like I'm not really chomping at the bit to reach for those guys want a very clear value and Dougie is sitting there and uh, this other draft is on the clock um, I will happily grab Austin Matthews at two I think he's a clear number two in fantasy um, he was in my opinion he's the only guy who can outscore Connor McDavid full stop um, there's really you know, I just don't think there's an argument that barring injury, Drysaddle outscores McDavid. But if McDavid gets hurt, Drysaddle's not going to be a good pick. So that one sort of just goes down the drain. And Nathan McKinnon, quite simply, is not a goal scorer. 
Um, and I think you're just going to need to be able to score goals to beat Connor McDavid. So when I get the 102 or the 103, if Matthews is there, I'm clicking Matthews. Um, you know, if we get like to the start of the season and like Matthews is absolutely smashing in preseason or something like that, I would maybe go back to the well on taking Matthews at the 101. Um, probably not. Like McDavid's just so good, so supernova. Um, but I do think it's a genuine you know, concerned that McDavid just sort of reverts back to the past first player that he has been. Uh, keep in mind that Vander Kane missed a lot of the year last year. And if McDavid plays on a Vander's line, like, yeah, McDavid's going to get his offense for sure. But that sort of shot generation from last year came out of absolutely nowhere based on McDavid's profile. Um, so, I, you know, I would I would say that Matthews has a ton of upside for where he's priced and that McDavid's, you know, obviously at the one-on-one you're at the ceiling, but just sort of last year's output was so transcendent um, that I don't really know that, uh, that, that he repeats that. So I like Matthews a ton. Um, just such a sh- goal scorer and a rate shooter and a point producer on a loaded team that like, I have no problem grabbing him. All right, DJ, you took Leon Dreisaitl. Uh Was there yeah, any consideration? Yeah. I mean, I McKinnon? I'm pretty indifferent. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're the exact same exposure right now, and that's where I want to keep them. So I just think like the, you know, the odd, like it's sort of the uh, same theory I had about Jamar Chase. If we want to get back to football again, I know you do. It's like, oh, I can get him more later because I have like a better chance of getting one or two than like, you know, so like I, right now I have a better chance of getting three or four and getting McKinnon when he generally goes, you know, and people are just actually more likely to, I've seen drive side of taking two. Um, I just don't think he's going to get, you know, downgraded to four people are just super duper high on him except for you um and i get why just because of the goal scoring and like you know i mean and he won i mean he won last year you know what i mean like it's um i think people will also remember the teams at the top all had leon because he went unbelievably hot in the finals and he can do that well any of the four can do that you know and i think your argument's very valid and we shouldn't work off just last year but all four of them are in my opinion clearly above all the rest and i get posture knock um to an extent but yeah i think that all makes sense yeah um just looking also, at also did you notice the, first did you notice the tire change i made on my you notice the, the, the earphone change i made i'm not sure if you noticed it was so smooth the earphone change and uh, your your videos yeah the, the one died in this year oh okay i did not notice that that's funny yeah. um i just yeah. went full i had, I had to change it in video, a way but... like what yeah, GA, you joke, I, but I, man, it says so that nice. our things are the same. What do you mean? Our things are the same. Uh, no, DJ, I, I, do not, I don't care about the technical look, aspects of looking at. I don't hear you right now. I, I'm trying to engage with our audience, DJ. You can work on your producer stuff on your own you. time. Oh, God. Oh, no, not this again. All right. Looks like uh, looks like I'm uh, running the show. All right, GA, you joke, but it's such a godsend in DFS specifically when uh, you pay 9K for Austin Matthews and he gets the four blocks in the first period and does nothing else the rest of the day. You just sit there with your, you know, 8.3 or, you know, 10.2 or whatever it is uh, when he gets a couple shots in there. It's such such a nice, uh, you know, like little safety blanket. Like it sucks, you know, you're going to lose, but um, it's so much nicer to know that you actually got those... Uh, you got those shots in. All right, I'm on the clock here. Uh, I got Kyle Connor. I'll take some Nick Gallers. Just, you know, uh, Marsha, so I much prefer, of course, based on my uh, 36% exposure to him. But I don't think, uh, 
I just don't think Ellers has the floor or really the role uh, guarantee that Marchessault so does um, alongside Jack Eichel. Um, in this draft, I have Austin Matthews. Let's see what DJ did. DJ took Willie Nylander right before the Matthews guy, so that's uh, very useful. So I will happily grab a goalie. Um, I think Sorokin is the best goalie. I think he, uh, you know, I think he and Vassy really uh, are almost in, indecipherable. Um, but I, I think Sorokin is just a tad bit better. So when I get the chance, I take Sorokin, and we'll see if that sort of uh, you know flips as the season, uh, as the draft season goes along. Uh, gosh, I have I have no Roman Yossi. Look at this. So. 69th draft this is i'll take some roman yossi um i don't like taking d this early on principle but you know i want some of the guy who's an absolute smash monster all right what pick are we at we are yep. at pick uh, 75 marcus makes it back to me okay so i'll take him now i have matthews yeah. connor Ellers stacked i can hear you dj uh cole caulfield marcus dougie mm-hmm. and ottinger on this team DJ, you cap things off with Vasilevsky. So you started off Dreisaitl, Nylander, Vasilevsky in the overflow draft. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but I feel, I mean, I, I think that like Nylander's lined up with Dreisaitl because of Matthews and him flopping. Um, but I didn't really feel like I had much of a choice there at winger. It was like him or Gensel. And I just think that Nylander's a little bit better than Gensel at this point. So um, whatever. I'm not, you know, for a sec, I admit if I don't need to. And I was hoping to get really any of the three goalies and or maybe Yossi, but I would have rather had a goalie there. So I'm glad you didn't go boss goalie. I just say, like, screw it, Sorok and Vasilevsky. I don't know why I thought you were going to do that. I was like, oh, crap, he's going to take both, isn't he? But Yeah, I've not. done it. Um, I, I th- you know, when I take two goalies, I still want to get a third, which is sort of why I don't think I'll do it more than a couple times. Um. I do think it's a viable strategy, though, to take like a Yossi Dalin start and just take two defensemen. Um, so I've played with that before. Well, I guess I haven't played with Yossi specifically. <laughs> I'm drafting him in that sort of build, but uh, just in general, the two um, the two defensemen starts I'm okay with. Just sort of saying like these are the two guys and they have such high upside. I don't need a third, so I'm going to use that on the wing capital that I basically lose when you do something like that. Um, but yeah, in any case, Layla gets a boldy at 34. Uh, this guy has been on a meteoric rise through the draft uh, rankings. Yep. He's now at pick 39. Um, you know, I, I'm glad I got my shares early because, boy, it's getting pricey in here. <laughs> yeah, I, Which, I think it's honestly, just the, honestly, kind of the five to the. No, no, go. Sorry, I was just gonna say honestly, I'm pro- I'm part of that reason because when he gets to that range, when he's at 34, and he's sitting there, he's the only viable wing most times, you know, unless you want to reach for a Forsberg or a Gaudreau, you know, so like one of those guys. So like Boldy's sort of just the natural guy that I'm reaching for um, in the third round when I want a wing. Um, so like I get why his ADP is there, and I'll probably still just keep drafting him. But there's a lot of projection going into his sort of like ascension as a player um, that you know we just haven't really seen it from him in terms of being a top tier fantasy asset the way that the rest of the sort of thirty and above players have been. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say it's kind of the five tool nature of him too. It feels like he can, he can kind of do it all. Like he may actually block shots. He may be seemingly going to hit, you know, it's kind of feels like the upside is really, really high on him. And I get it. Um, I've been drafting a little bit more at that turn as well for the same reason, depending on the draft you're in, depending on how many wingers go early, but just knowing how important it is to get wingers early. I'm just kind of taking him over Bedard right now. It's like, I think Bedard's absolute ceiling is going to be about the same as boldly. Maybe not even like maybe, but not even probably honestly. So um, in year one. So I just think it's like, why take a center there when I can take a wing that I think is likely going to outscore Bedard anyways. And I need a position. So. Yeah. I mean, I think well, I think it's insane to say that Bedard doesn't have yeah. the ceiling of a freaking boldy. Um, but just a positional, like you have dry title in year one. <laughs> you know, I, don't I, I don't. I think, I think I, in year I, one, I, it's it's not that bold to say. In this <sighs> format, to say that Matt Boldy could outscore Bedard, I mean, hey, it's not crazy to say he could outscore him. I, like, okay, well, like, yeah, Bedard's upside is higher than Matt Boldy's if we're taking bold. I'm just saying, like, how I'm projecting them, I don't think. He's gonna outscore him if that makes sense. So, um, I mean, sure, you could yeah, say that the median outcome is better for Boldy. Yeah, exactly. That's the point I'm making. Okay. I'm gonna take Evander Kane. Um, it correlates, but I just I'm a I'm a believer in Evander Kane again. I'm going back yeah. to the well. If he plays 80, it, it, this feels like we're taking the Eric Carlson type of play again, just a lot er- earlier. Although, um. You know, it's a winger, it's more valuable, but like the upside of Evander Kane is just astronomic. I mean, he is probably not even like a major injury away from, you know, potentially like will hit everything. So, yeah, you're on the clock in, I believe, at least one right now. I'm, the, I'm on the clock in both. Yeah. A couple. I can get, I can get Marshand. I'm happy to do that. I desperately need wings. And of course, being an MSP draft, Bedard and Benedad are just sitting there. Um tempting me. All right. I will grab a grab a Kempi share. Um I don't love drafting a center, you know, slightly ahead of ADP when I have Matthews, but these wing options are just kind of gross. I'm already bookmarking DeBrusque for my next go around in this lobby to go with Marshand. So um, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I'm, you know, I like Adrian Kempe for sure. He's he's very good. And so I'll probably just wait till round 16. He's aware. Well, yeah, that that too. Maybe they'll maybe they'll change him <laughs> before we before day one. We we can only pray. Yeah, I ended up going with Demko. I just decided, screw it. I'm going to lock up Bully now um, rather than force in a second center. So I felt pretty good about my start. Demko is a little bit early there probably, but um, the peak season out of Vancouver is him backstopping them and being probably you know a top 25 player. So I'll go with it. I think he's just a better option than Olmark, honestly, straight up, but they're both fine. And I get why Olmark. I just haven't drafted a ton of them because I just think that like – the projectable start number for Demko is, is unbelievably high. Um, yeah. The only reach I thought Omar. was line A, and then I thought, yeah. Yeah, Olmark's gameplay number is just going to be so disappointing um, that, like, he literally yeah. needs to recreate last year's uh, ridiculousness um, and ward off Swayman uh, a bit more. 
um, to even be like remotely in consideration, uh, you know, uh, among these top tier goalies. And that's just so unlikely given uh, the departure of Bergeron and Krejci and, you know, even uh, Bertuzzi and Orlov, like the team just got so much worse that like, it's going to be very hard for any goalie to, to have success up there. And especially, you know, one being drafted this high, it's just, it's going to be so hard to reproduce that season regardless of what happened, you know, in front of the net. Um, so yeah, like I get why you reached for Demko. I personally prefer Samsonov. I think we see my, I have 8% Demko and yeah, 24, 23% Samsonov. So, um, I just, you know, well, I'm taking, I, I think, I, I, I mean, if that like straight up, you like Samsonov more, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they have a very okay. similar ADP. I think. I think for, I mean, I'm. 60 and uh, 16 now they do okay so samsonov goes slightly later i guess which is interesting um but yeah i think yeah, he was i mean i'm 25 or uh i think samsonov just has the lion's share of the net for a far better hockey team um, and i think part of the narrative that the leafs are bad defensively just still sort of I, I, like I don't understand why Samsonov doesn't go in the upper, you know, like ten picks ahead of where he goes even now. Like I just feel like part of that is because of the stupid narrative that the Leafs only scored blah blah blah, and like they're one of the best defensive teams in the league year in year out nowadays because they've given up their offense in part to uh, focus on defense. So it's just one of those things. I love the team. Yeah. I yeah. think I mean, the players I... gonna get a ton of starts. So all right, what, what, what yeah, were you we've, saying? We've driven up his price quite a bit. We've driven up his price quite a bit. Um, I mean, I'm still way higher mm-hmm. in Samsonov. Uh, I think it's like 32, 33% Samsonov to 25% Demko. But I, I think you're absolutely splitting hairs between the two of them because oh, okay. it seems like there's an easier path for Samsonov to lose starts. But I don't think uh, like like it's a better team in Toronto. I don't think it's really that arguable. So yeah, uh, pretty it's, pretty even for me. Um, I'm about to be on the clock in, insane. in this yeah. one. Look, I'm uh, I'm just getting caught. With the I just exact can't believe how correlated. Game. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Um, Samuelson just auto picked the Foley. Interesting. Um, man. Oh, what am I doing? What do I? I can't even see my team right now because it's behind my laptop. Um, okay, it's that right. Um, I think I'm gonna just go with Healers. Why not play that game again? I love that game of drafting Ehlers and crying. Boy, oh boy. I will grab Tristan Jari. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And gosh, that's gross. Okay. Um, yeah, I took uh, Shea Theodore in the other one. Yeah. I almost clicked on Zach Wierenski, and then I, re- I looked myself in the mirror and said, dude, just what are you doing? You know, you, you gotta, you gotta make Shea Theodore yeah, number man. go up. So we, uh, we make Shea Theodore number go up. That is uh, about 45% wow. Shea Theodore. I just don't understand how he still goes in the pick hundred range. Um, just makes no on sense the, for a guy. On who, the clock and bolt. Yeah. I'm on the clock. This is, this is awful. I'm not having fun. Okay. Jared McCann. I, sure, I just can't fine. believe you're on the like. Uh, God, I gotta take away. Oh. Arturi Lekkinen. Okay, thank you. I'm looking to get my Lekkinen shares up because he's sort of like the last wing that I feel super duper confident in. Um, 
Am I, okay. am I frozen? What the hell? Okay. All right. Um, Wookie wanted Jari to fall. Sorry, bud. Um, you're talking to the guy who I'm pretty sure started the Jari God run. Like the second the Smith got traded, it was just like all aboard the Jari train. He was picked like 110 and he got a huge deal. He got rid of his backup. So yeah, I just think the Jari run is, uh, is, is totally warranted. And this ADP makes perfect sense to me. Um, even if the team is not that good, I just think he's locked into starts there. Um, so yeah, that yeah, you you know all this, but just saying, um, just saying things as they come to mind now because my brain is mush trying to do two drafts at once. DJ, this was a terrible idea, even though we didn't do it because you said it. I feel like you said it and you caused yeah. it to happen in some way. I I mean I do it all the time. Like it's really not that hard. You haven't missed a single pick or even been close. Uh, it's not that big. Wait, of a deal. what are you talking about? Um, how on how on earth how on earth do you draft multiple hockey drafts at the same time? They take an hour to fill. Well, that's a good point with hockey. But I mean, I'm thinking football. I mean, I did 15 drafts and at also for football, like a couple of days ago. That you're was not bad. you're not actively talking about it and interacting with chat and like of course i can do multiple football drafts at once like i'm not like like i keep a I keep a running spreadsheet of all the teams i pick from and have like the correlation matrix set up so that like they highlight certain teams i can target like i i keep that going for like four different drafts simultaneously Just i get how to, to do lose it. to me but I can't speak to people like while doing it it's just you know i don't have that sort of uh, two-tiered brain solution where I'm able to um, get those thoughts out of my head. All right, let's see. All right, I'm on the clock. In a, it's my last pick in a, one of these drafts here on the old on the old DK. Ben Shelton up a set on Tiafo, missing that match for you guys. I don't uh, know tennis. who any of those people are. I'm scared. Yeah, because they you're good? stupid. They're very good. They're wrong. both American. And they're in the quarters of the uh, U.S. Open for guaranteeing a semifinalist from the U.S., um, which is pretty rare for the men. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. Um, you, you tried to talk me into tennis today a little bit. You're like, it's the best sport that's not hockey going. And I was like, huh, seems like a take, but okay. Oh, 2-2 two -two Atwell still there? That seems easy. <laughs> I have two left, and I've hit 100 on DraftKings, and I'm done. Oh, what do we do down here? All right, so we're late in the draft on the secondary one. Um, not super overexposed to any particular players. Doesn't look like. Uh, Brock Besser, 12 and a half. Fijmelka 12 and a half then we get the Justin Falk he came up in the newsletter sort of I think he's like my uh, seventh or eighth highest owned player yep. uh, just because that's sort of where I think defense falls off now again I talked about the upside projections from puck lock really show that a lot of these dudes hold some merit um, I think Ekblad's a guy that if we get better injury news than we have right now in training camp I think he should be a pick if he's going to play say you know, uh, all but three weeks of the regular season. As soon as he starts to miss like a month, then I'll be a bit more concerned. Um, but Matheson, of course, we talked about sprinkling him some Drysdale, some Spurgeon. Um, I think I want to get some more Spurgeon. Um, he's just a 
rock solid player does does it all in terms of blocks and shots um and he's a good point producer he's a good puck mover and there's an outside shot he gets power play run you know they they really love addison as a power play point man but they just don't trust him at both ends of the ice so he could lose some ice time uh and some power play time specifically if he gets healthy scratch for instance i'm on the clock in one looking at a rather limited center pool, which I don't really care about. Um, talking about wings, I could try to set up a Anders Lee, Brock Nelson type garbage, um, which I feel like I do a lot, but seeing as I have 4.5% Lee, I don't think I do all that often. Um, so I'll see if I can get that going. Um, yeah, does anyone else have this issue where they just the draft doesn't follow along? I don't know why it does that. Like, I just get yeah, stuck. I don't know why it doesn't do that either. It does it on the phone, but on the computer, it's pretty poopy. God, this is this is brutal. What's up? Like What's up, Tony? This at all? But thanks for thanks for dropping Tony, in yeah. if you're new. I don't recognize the name, so appreciate yeah. it. He, well, yeah, he he was out. He asked me if I wanted to join some slow drafts, and I'm like, buddy, it's fast drafts time. Let's go. Um, anyways, yeah, I just took Montour, uh, every single winger I wanted, including Troy Terry goes before a hundred. And I was like, I guess it's time. The defense is just beckoning. All right. I am um, at six wings. I'll grab Riley Smith. Let's see. Horvat, Nelson. See if one of those guys makes it to me for the Lee finish. And it looks like I... Have Ottinger, Bobrovsky, and Goal. I don't know. Copley. Oh, I'm on the clock. Front row. Eight seconds. Oh boy. Oh boy. I don't even know what pick number we're at. Oh my god, we're really late. Victor Hedman? Sure. I'll do it. How many picks are we? Jesus. 30 picks past yeah, EDP people. Victor Hedman? Did he die? Did I miss it? Yeah. I was I was really between taking Hedman and uh, Montour. I feel like it's you know we might miss some Montour time, but I think he just has a higher ceiling. Um, and I'm gonna take the guy that's actually the first power play in Tampa and take Sergachev after. Hedman. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't think there's too much separating Hedman and Sergachev. Um, you know, so ADP wise, like I would definitely take Sergachev more than Hedman in a vacuum. Let's see, Sergachev, I have five percent, and Hedman, I have the exact same number so um i'll probably wind up a bit more on both guys just because i have a lot of kudrov i take kudrov um when i get late picks but you know uh, prayers up i just don't get any more late picks because i'm on a pretty good run of getting 101s and 102s and you know even matthew 103 uh feels like an absolute win uh the last handful of drafts i've done so yeah oh god all right, so recapping where I'm at in the uh, MSP draft, the, the overflow draft with DJ, I took Matthews at two. I have Cole Caulfield, Brad Marchand, Jared McCann, and Jake DeBrusque at wing, so getting that Marchand-DeBrusque mini. Um, I have Roman Yossi and Victor Hedman on defense, uh, obviously Yossi being a, an early investment, and then similarly early investment in Elias Sorokin and goal to go along with Tristan Jari at DJ. You are looking at Dreisaitl and Eichel. Uh, Dreisaitl stacked up with his teammate, but maybe not linemate, Evander Kane. We'll see what, how that shakes out. Um, Nylander, 
Nick Ellers, the aforementioned Brandon Montour, Mikhail Sergachev D pairing, and Vasilevsky and Demko in goal. Um, so the Jack Eichel pick, uh, quite interesting, you know, getting him 13 after ADP. Uh, just a very tacit admission that Leon Dreisaitl can't carry a team on his own and needs a superstar yes. center alongside him. So, you know, hey. Um, you figured it out. Yeah, I figured it you out. Makina, Makina, you know. You know, it, it is funny, like, how much harder it is to get, um, like, the construction that I want from, like, a one, two, three, four spot just because, like, it feels like everyone that loses at center in that top four knows they have to win wing by so much. And we're in, like, smart drafts. Just looking at, like, GA and, and Joda just, like, yeah. really, I mean, really all everyone in this range is just eating all of the good wingers and then i wait for anything to get back to me and it's like oh yeah not, uh, once again no i guess i have to you know struggle to, to take someone here and it's like man yeah, do you have a response really to a uh, ga in the chat um my response is i think my headphone just died but also well, my response <laughs> to what he said can you hear me if you said something if you said something you cut oh my out God, so I say can't it again. Hear you. this is hope it's back Okay. Well, um, what I what I'd say to the Eichel circuit job thing is, can you hear me or not? I can hear you. Yes. Oh, you're on the clock. Oh, you're on the clock. I'm sorry, you made a noise. Uh, no, like oh, Eichel sorry. and the Sabers. I mean, is it like Eichel Sergachev? Like, I mean, like Eichel Sabers Sergachev should have been drafted by the Sabers. Uh, I don't even know if I'm getting it actually. Uh, look, I mean, look at his team. I'm guessing you sniped him on those two. Oh, oh I didn't even think about that. You, you pull it up. You're sharing the screen. Oh yeah, I'm not. Um, I don't care about yeah, correlation. Marcheso, Marcheso, and Kucherov. There you go. Yep. Yeah, I don't care about correlation. What? Yeah, oh, the okay, vaunted. I was like, yours. I was thinking of it the Sabers thing. Yeah. Because no, like, no, that's everyone in Buffalo like still like is like, oh, we took Nylander and we should have taken Sergachev. I I don't think Sergachev was gone. I don't even know now. I guess he wasn't because that was always been a talking point, and then Eichel the whole thing. But take, it doesn't I'll really matter Copley, when you're. Um, Getting rushed that winger every for my final selection. I have Cole Caulfield, so I'll take either Drew Doughty or Matheson. If those guys fall to me, that's fine. Um, I'm up in two, I have a one, four, two, two. Uh, DJ, I think, is on the clock. Nope, almost. I'm up next. Sam Olson really letting this clock run. There we go. I think more Lucas Raymond in round 10, like a freaking idiot. That I is, don't like it here. That's bold. All right. So I have, I don't like in, it. Or I have Caulfield. I could just, I just think I got to keep piling up on Arturi Luckman. I just, yeah, I saw everything last year I wanted to see guy. from him. Uh, as far as the role without Razum Kadri, I just think he dealt with injuries uh, to the point where he didn't have a smash fantasy season. Um, but I think if he's healthy, um, Lekkinen will be an absolute monster in the, uh, you know, on that team with Nate McKinnon and ideally playing top power play with Landis Gog still on the uh, LTIR for the season. All right, I will grab my second center, get Jordan Cairo. Just, you know, Kemp being Cairo. Um, I'm totally fine taking 
either of those guys when they're falling 20 picks past ADP. I have Kempe in my other Matthews draft that's actively going, so just spicing up a, a small amount. All right, Matheson goes in this lobby. I want to see if we have any fun builds uh, brewing in the uh, initial draft that was in. We have Hockey Man drafting four centers, Bedard, Zbigniewicz, Stamkos, Larkin, and 4D, Sergeyev, McAvoy, Nurse, Wierenski. Uh, hero goalie, Linus Olmark, uh, to go with Cam Talbot. Um, yeah. <laughs> not a lot of starts. Not sure. Not sure that Brady, Mitch Marner, Batheson, Hartman, and Duclair is what I want at wing, but hey, um, let's see if Goodsey has him beat because Goodsey went five centers Dry Settle, Crosby, Eichel, uh, Shifley, Maddie Beneers. You just got to get that Beneers ceiling in there. Um, with Tarasenko, mm-hmm. Lucas Raymond, Mark Stone, and Michael Bunting. Jesus. Um, and then 4D. I think he lost at Wig. I think he lost at Wig. <laughs> Carlson and Morgan Riley. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, this guy misread the uh, score two wings per week as it scores zero wings per week, it seems, because there is no guarantee any of those guys are still playing in the uh, third month of the year. All right. Uh, let's see. <gasps> yep. Oh, and Genwax. I feel like we see Genwax. Do they typically build? I mean, um, Connor McDavid with five centers. Good lord! I don't, like, yeah. I don't recall that name. I don't think they're in the yeah. second hey, one. Hey, um, hey, don't do gonna, this. Yeah, I don't, I don't. That's called that. The thing is, like, they may advance with McDavid, and it's just like yeah. you're gonna learn the wrong lesson. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, no, I'm pretty I, sure we we see that name in the lobby. So I don't know. Maybe uh, <gasps> maybe they're just an eternal donator, but I don't know. Um. Seems odd. No, no, no. All right, looking at our draft, DJ, you took yeah. Petrangelo to pair with Jack Eichel. Um, I didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. Just pulled the board. Yeah. It's oh, going to keep doing that. It's going to be annoying. Um, yeah, I kind of just locked down three defensemen now. Although I was, I wasn't going to go two, so I was like, I'm going to end up getting a third here for sure. So I was like, honestly, this seems like the best pick on the board at this point. Um, mm-hmm. defense is a plenty and it still is, but I just decided whatever. Um, I'll get a correlation and I'll get three very, very, very high ceiling and very high floor defensemen. Um, if all healthy, which again, obviously, yeah, I'm just uh panicking a little bit because I once again missed the goalie, uh, the bull, the goalie parade. Um, God, yeah, Fijamelka going at 120. Not what I expected to see. Um, so a lot of my safety blankets Lee, are gone. Camp Talbot going in the 11th round. Yeah, this is a this is a goalie war zone, as they like to say. So, um, just starring a couple guys. Oh God, I'm on a oh no, oh, Aaron Eckblad. I was just talking about how I wanted to get some more of him if he's gonna play. So maybe he'll play. Whatever. Um, Who? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dougie Theodore, it, it could be a lot worse with, like, the last pick yeah, in the no. draft to get I – mean, I would have taken it for myself. Honestly, though, Jamie Drysdale and, like, projecting very, very well going into next year, um, I think that that would have also been just fine. Yeah, the uh, the lack of a guaranteed role for Drysdale really has me worried. Um, I'm, I'm reading more and more chatter that uh, Zell Weger and uh, Mintyukov could compete for jobs, and with Cam Fowler still in the mix, I'm just not convinced that Drysdale's really featured on that team. 
So I'm probably going to wait till further notice to keep drafting him. Obviously, I have a few shares. Um, I, I really like the player, but he doesn't profile to be like a fantasy monster. Like he's never going to be a Shea Theodore where he's top five in points per 60 and shots per 60 and just needs a bigger role. Um, with Drysdale, it's far more likely he's of the Cam Fowler mold where he plays a lot and he's a good, you know, impacts wise defenseman, but he's not going to shoot a ton. Um, and if he doesn't have that key number one power play time, then yeah, you're, you're kind of a SOL as far as he goes. So I'm not biting into that risk personally. Had I had my wits about me, I probably would have just taken um, Campus Lindholm, but let's see, let's not make that same mistake here. And gosh, another, of course it's a Wars. I, you know what, Anthony Duclair in round 12. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just got to live a little. Um, yeah, uh, don't don't love any of it, but this is the this is the the cards we've been dealt here. Um, okay, well, Bunting in round thirteen, man, Duclair and Bunting have moved up quite a bit from the originally where they were going undrafted. Yeah. Um, what are you, what are you thinking here? I mean, I'm I'm thinking the arsenic. Um, yeah, I will just you know what? Uh, no. I'm, Nice is way too thin. Take a goal. I'll take another. Second. I'll, I'll take another Jacob Vrana. Um, you know, I'm gonna have to too much game. Jake Vrana, but <laughs> please, <laughs> please, you can have him. I'm gonna have way too much Tom Wilson. Actually, any would be too much. No, I don't. I mean, I think he's fine. Like, there's again, like I'm. I'm not taking him because he's gonna score every week. But there will be weeks when he scores for me because he scores freaking. You know, has a one two goal game and has you know eighteen hits and it's like whatever. So I'm not. I I think there's upside there. Obviously, I mean yeah, he has skill. Hmm. All Dude, of these he's are played with Ovechkin. One like, I I just don't. I just don't get like legitimately yeah, I, saying he's not useful oh. at all. Ovechkin's not creating offense for anyone anymore. Like he's creating offense for himself. Like, you know, I'm not naive enough to think that Ovi's out here like elevating the players around him. Like <laughs> he's like the yeah. definition of a user. Um, so I don't know. It's just like it, that honestly, team. the more I think about it, it kind of it kind of just feels like I'm drafting Lawson and Kraus. <laughs> That's honestly you pretty know? accurate. Um yeah, really. I, don't you're, know. You're, I mean, you're I'm, betting... I'm gonna just have my exposure and move on, but yeah, you're just betting on the fact that he stays healthy and continues to hit a ton of people. Like that's you know, like that's the upside you're getting. Mm-hmm. It's not that he's, um, you know, it's not that he's incompetent offensively, but it just seems like his offense has gone off a cliff. Um, you know, he's old. Like, yeah, they just paid him a lot, but like that doesn't mean he's gonna be better at hockey. Look at this guy that I have freaking queued up in Logan Couture. Like they paid him a ton of money. And guess what? He can still have, you know, like pretty lackluster seasons. Um, you know, because even though he's getting all that money, it doesn't just magically make him a better hockey player. Um, aging still impacts right. him. So I just think Tom Wilson doesn't Let's... offer a ton of upside. So I'm just I'm out on it. Let's see. Mudcat grab just, just take a look at this. If he played 82 games last year, I'd say I'm saying like let's just take Tom Wilson last year had 277 points in this format. Okay, 277 points in I'm going to pull it up again. 33 games, so divided by 33, and then times that by 82. If he did healthy for the entire season, that's 688 points in this format. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
It's like, I'm not thinking he's going to hit that. I think it's very likely he doesn't hit that. But I think there's upside here above a Boston Cross. I mean, I know I've used that name. And granted, he's also not hit 600 points in the past few seasons in this format. Uh, but I think, again, like if we're going to stay fully healthy, Tom Wilson clearly going to be a top six player, clearly going to you know have a chance to have an impact on the power play, I hope. Might not. And, yeah, and if just, he doesn't, uh, okay, he hasn't been in the past either. Like he really hasn't been very impactful on the power play. But this is a very bad iteration of this team, so maybe they end up mixing it yeah. more. Um, tough so, to know for sure. Yeah. So I mean, really, just the the alarm signals went all sorts of off last year when he was healthy. The only reason he produced from a fantasy standpoint is what do you know? He you know scored uh, you know three or four percent higher than his shooting percentage otherwise should have been based on some you know. Uh, xg versus uh, actual goal type analysis um and yeah just you know there's a lot of warning bells going off with tom wilson sure the exact sort of player that you would expect to age very poorly so it's hard to sort of envision like an immediate rebound but hey maybe he was just hurt maybe he has a year like 1920 where all of a sudden he bounces back and you know he's perfectly fine who knows wait Um, but that's sort of the reason do you have any defenseman flag plants by chance oh boy um Gee, I wonder if there were a place I could go to really just yeah, drive that back. home. Um, if, I don't think I have any that are like insane, but yeah, on, you on, on the on, other hand, give me, give me it, give me it. There we go. You want the one more? 44%, Boom. Forty-four percent Shea Theodore, twenty-six and a half percent Evan Bouchard, twenty-one percent Justin Falk, John Carlson. Um, those are really the four main flag plants. These guys are more just uh, taking them opportunistically. Um, but yeah, Shea Theodore, I've made the point multiple times, but you look at five on five numbers over the last three seasons. Shea Theodore is both a top five defenseman in terms of shots on goal per 60 minutes uh, at five on five and a top five defenseman at points per 60 at five on five uh, per 60 minutes. Like just an incredible uh, offensive player. Uh, the exact sort of play we look for for upside in fantasy. And the last time we saw him, he was quarterbacking the Stanley Cup winning team's power play. That's 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 about all I have to offer. Um, so, you know, I get it. People like Petrangelo because the blocks and the hits and whatever. And like, that's fine. I get it. I just prefer Jake Truba in that instance. Like, uh, you know, I just think he's a more uh, steady source of those and at a similar ADP, if not a bit later. All right, so I actually managed to get Justin Falk here. I, again, I try not to three-stack these, like, shitty teams, like the Blues, but, like, Kairou, Vrana, Falk, if if they smash for a week in the playoffs, oh, boy, we're doing backflips. But really, it's just a bet on, you know, guys who I think are good, 80, good ADP bets in that range, and not necessarily because I want to place a big bet on the team. Um, it just so happens that Falk fell, you know, 11 picks past EDP and we're drafting in the vortex that is an MSP lobby with wings and Jacob Rama. So, yeah, but yeah, right. my uh, exposures, by the way, while you're doing that, it's just I have a ton of Yossi because I was taking him in like every lobby we do was going way later than he is now. Um, I also yeah. have a lot of Brent Burns. Uh, he's moved up a good bit, but probably to a point of like not drafting him really. Um and then, uh, yeah, I have some, um, we have, we had a, a lot of guys in the kind of the next range. And one of them is just as well. You, so, yeah, I will urge you to check in on the discord because we had a pretty in-depth, uh, Brent Burns conversation today. And let's just say it does not bode well for, uh, your Brent Burns exposure. Uh, and mine too. No, I, I know. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, 
and I get it. I 10%, get it. Yeah, um, I, the projections are I'm not gonna, fans. I'm telling you, I was 100% only going to take two centers, but I think Dylan Cousins at this point, I just, I'm not passing it. 50 something picks past ADP, basically. Like, I just, I'm doing it. I'm just going to build a three, seven, three, three, probably. Um, yeah. So GA's out here flaming the uh, Wierenski pick. What's wrong, which with, I find yeah, what's wrong with Wierenski? Um, I don't really. I, I, yeah. Basically, last year he entirely lost it to injury. Um, but when we're talking about you know, fantasy defensemen who are in pretty much guaranteed power play one jobs. Like Wierenski's right in there uh, in that mix. Um, let's see. This is a bad comparison point because why would I just want to compare him to his god-awful teammates? Um, so looking at his last healthy season, we're actually looking at a defenseman who is... Uh, where are my shots per 60... Uh, Zach Wierenski was really high up there as far as just like shot attempts. Um, and then you compare like his hits numbers uh, to this range. Um, yeah, that's that's where he's pretty weak as far as like he's more of the Shea Theater mold of like he's not going to do a ton for you as far as his underlying four statistics. Um, we see here the, the 1.1 and 1.23. It's clearly, you know, weak for a defenseman. Um, but there's a very obvious uh power play job for him uh david juracek does not profile to be like the can't miss offensive defenseman um of the future for them they went out and acquired you know uh the provorov and severson you know severson plays the power play but like come on like zakaransky is uh, just a far superior player to um to david severson and so Wierenski is sort of a similar bet to Shea Theodore, though I think a much thinner one personally, which is why I have much more Shea Theodore, um, in that just he is the monopoly on a resurgent power play led by a superstar in Johnny Gaudreau with a lethal finisher in Patrick Laine. Um, So that's why I think he's a reasonable pick at ADP, but I get it. He's not, you know, he's coming off of an injury. Um, shoulders in particular, you know, of Josh Norris, they're, they're really tough to come back from. Um, but you know, he's just a player that I bet on last year and will continue to bet on this year. Um, results aside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. Just, I mean, like Jake Bean is not replacing Jurensky. If anything, it's freaking Bokefist and they've, they've wanted to ship that guy out of town for three years now. Well, they might maybe just traded from two years ago, but from day one, they've not given Bokefist a chance. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think again, like I think it's very simple with Resky too. It's like, especially when you haven't been drafting a lot of defensemen, it, it really like it feels like what other guy has the ceiling he has in that range. It's like him and Chikrin, I think are the guys you could take some guys like Truba. They're safe safer players that are, you know, if they're healthy, going to have a floor. But when you've missed defense basically all around, at some point you got to take a swing and um, yeah. that happens to me and I'm sure it happens to you because we're not coveting them in other drafts that aren't on stream. So yeah. yeah um, Renski does go a decent amount before the Chikrin Dobson range, which is sort of like my like last call for defenseman outside of Justin Falk. Um, but like gun to head, if you ask me to pick one for the upcoming season, I would take Charlie McAvoy at 112 versus uh, Renski at 115 or so. 
Um, I think McAvoy's game is very much so, like, you know, laden with similar type upside um, connected to the Pasternak power play, but maybe slightly more risk with Lindholm in the fold um, with a lot more of, like, the four stats as far as hits and blocks. So, um, you know, I prefer McAvoy for sure here, but, you know, Renski's still a guy that I'm happy to be slightly over the field on, but I would not call 12% a stand by any means. All right, almost on the clock to wrap things up here. DJ, you need a goalie. Are you going to take I, Hakkinen or Montembeau? Uh, do. I was about to take my really? not taking a goalie. Oh, oh, he's getting he's getting saucy with it. I'm just going to take Kako. I there's just no one left. Thank you for um, making the decision for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I. I really wavered on a lot of guys, and I, I actually went to the sports book and tried to look up what they had for Montembeau. It's not, they don't have him listed. They must just like not want to. I'm looking again. Actually, no, I'm they, to scroll back through. Didn't they have? Do they not have Casey to Smith? No. List. Okay. Uh, maybe uh, it's Casey to Smith. I'm looking. Is it, or is it? Is it Jake Allen? No, I think it's Jake Allen. I, I think. Uh, I think really? it might be Jake Allen that they have. No, I, I don't see uh, him either. Oh wow. Okay. I I, I don't see any goalie there. listed for them, which I thought was. Odd. Uh, Jake Ottinger. Nope. Then, so then it would be yeah. No Mott and Bo, and then Casey. They're in alphabetical order by first name because that's perfect. Casey. <laughs> yep. Another. Yeah. None of them. Right. So yeah. I mean, I hate Kakinen, but right. I mean, fifteen so... and a half is over under wins. Hope he has all of them in like um you know the finals. All, all right. So. Did we determine whether it was better to look at this or to look at the? Uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Click the arrow. No, nope. go. No, nope. go back to that. Go back to that. Click the arrow. You can make it full screen. No, go back to the red. I, I okay. I had that up. Is that is that preferable in uh? Oh, in this case, I, I mean, I think, I think so. Okay. But okay, I I don't remember where we landed. I don't know. All right, there's not a perfect way to do it. <laughs> All right, so we got the 101 here with uh, the McDavid team right ahead of DJ and I. Uh, they grab McDavid and Sidney Crosby and Nugent Hopkins all pretty, pretty early. Um, at wing, they have Jake Gensel, Ricard Raquel, little mini stack there, Tyler Batuzzi, Ryan Hartman, Michael Bunting, Arthur Kaliev, and Jason Zucker. Um, an interesting sort of uh, sprinkling of upside there at the end. Um, you know, it probably just don't take three centers this early when you have McDavid, but um, then, you know, and I guess I should mention Evan Bouchard stacked with McDavid and Josh Morrissey, along with a late flyer, uh, Devin Taze. I don't, I don't really see the Taze argument. It's just like, if anything, his ceiling is getting supplanted by Byram. So like, just take Byram if my car gets hurt. Um, but like, I guess he has a pretty good shot from the point and he does, a little bit uh, floor-wise, blocks, shots, hits. Um, but I, I personally don't really see why people are taking him um, late late round. Uh, and then Ottinger, Grubauer, Pajmelka. Sure, uh, that's fine. Um, my team, Matthews, uh, Sorokin, Yossi to start. Grab the wing rush with Caulfield, Marchand, McCann, DeBrusque while picking up Jari uh, between those guys. And then closing things off with the Hedman value that we talked about at length uh, between him and Sergachev, uh, grabbing Lekanen, Duclair, Vrana to close off the wing room. And finally, uh, Jordan Cairo as my 
you know, second center in uh, 20 spots after ADP. Pair him up with Vrana that I mentioned and Justin Falk. Grab Logan Couture to go with Anthony Duclair to finish up the center room. And a last goalie in Sam Montembeau, who is literally a I don't care. I just want a warm body here who maybe will be a starting goalie. Um, DJ, you can take things away, but I think your team will sound pretty similar uh, to mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started with Dreisaitl, Nylander, Vasilevsky. So only difference there is I went wing where you went D. Um, Vander Kane, Demko. So Demko, Vasilevsky, like the backstop and why I didn't take a goalie for the last pick. Nikolai Ehlers, again, I'm just buying upside, uh, not playing scared here. I'm just saying if he plays 82 games and with PLD out and I mean, yeah, I love Velarde and like, honestly, we maybe if Velarde, yeah, Velarde's a center though. So it's kind of tough, but it, it, I'm hoping Ehlers is like consistently power play one for the first time. And it finally comes together. Um, I went Jack Eichel and I was not going to take another center. I didn't want to say it, but I wasn't going to do it. Um, and that means that I finally need a defense. So Montour, Sergeyev, Lucas Raymond, and Alex Petrangelo. Wingers were, uh, you know, eviscerated at this point. Um, Brock Besser, Tom Wilson, I already went over it. Like, he could have, you know, if he was on pace for a lot more points last year, if he can score as expected again and not fall off a cliff, um, you know, maybe we strike lightning in a bottle. I mean, last year, he also came back from a pretty bad injury last year, um, if you mm-hmm. recall, from the playoffs. So I'm optimistic, I guess, a little bit that he isn't going to be a complete dud, but that potential very much exists. Um, I went Bavillier, uh, you know, Bavillier, Besser. I also had Demko, which I didn't really care about, but it's not the best correlation yeah. in the world, probably, but I don't know, whatever. Like, we don't really know, and that offense could be explosive with Pedersen leading the way. And then finally, I took Dylan Cousins. I mean, you're going to give me Dylan Cousins in the 15th round. Yeah. Um, you know, it's at that point, it's just sort of – it's man, I'm just taking him. It, this is kind of like going against what I was saying earlier, but as my third center, I don't really mind. Um, if it was – I wouldn't do it as yeah. a fourth. I guess would let someone else win. And then finally, I was going to take Tanner Janot or I was going to take Kako Kapanen. And I'm like, am I really going to take another, you know, guy that I'm praying can? Like, what, I, I guess whatever at that point. I already had Tom Wilson, might as well, but whatever. I took Kakinen. Um, He might have zero useful weeks, but that really useful week, again, like I, I kind of talked about this with last year with Carter Hart and, and some others. It's like he might see 40 shots a game on average. So if he wins three games in a week for some stupid reason, goalies are weird. Like he could score for you. And, and like, I think that that's, you know, I'd rather take him than honestly, like Copley or Copley and, uh, you know, whatever. But Akira Schmid's the guy I'm taking the most here. And, and someone already had him. Um, I just think that he could t- take that net for sure uh, myself. But like, I don't know, whatever. He might not. I mean, I think it's it's not, I, I'm saying I'm not flag planding Akira Schmidt by yeah, any, uh, you yeah. know, I just like, I am a gambler and I'm gambling. And that gamble is that Vanacek actually isn't good. And they learned that in the playoffs that they don't trust him and that Akira Schmidt has the prospect pedigree to take over. Matt, you want to get back to it? Sure. Um, yeah, let's keep going. Uh, so Sam Olson takes Pasternak over uh, McKinnon. You know, uh, I sort of, uh, again, I mentioned this in my article, if you're tuning in, uh, the primary points newsletter, you can find it in the description of this video in your podcast feed. If somehow you just randomly fast forwarded to here, it's in the description there and it's on my Twitter account. So check out that newsletter where I wrote a bit about some uh, underdog specific stuff as well as an introduction to me if you missed it. Uh, so anyway, Sam Olson. Uh, starts things off with Pasternak over McKinnon. 
Um, so with that, he goes Pedersen as his uh, number one center. UC Saros in goal, Chris Kreider is Abinijad. Uh, very rare that you see Kreider go before Zabinijad, uh, but that's an MSP draft room for you. Um, normally, I'm completing that stack the other way around. Uh, Tyler Toffoli at the nice 6-9, pick 69. Just the, uh, the wonderful uh, uh, symmetry there always gets me in 12-team sneak drafts. Uh, Jonathan Huberto at 76. Bob Levi uh, to close off his goalie room with Staros. Um, you know, that's perfectly fine. We talked about it a bit earlier. Like investment in goalie doesn't really matter as long as you're not taking them like before round seven. Uh, Quinn Hughes, Darnell Nurse, Chris Letang, just one, two, three. There go your defensemen. All right. Um, and then Anders Lee, Lafreniere, Blake Wheeler, and Lawson Krause to close out the draft. So when you're talking Chris Kreider, um, Tafoli, Huberto, Lee, Lafreniere, Wheeler, Kraus to go alongside Pasternak. That's an eight-wing build with the two centers being Patterson and Zabinijad. That's basically just trying to throw a bunch of names at the wall and hope that one of them hits with Pasternak and that Pasternak recreates the season from last year. Um, you know, that's a strategy that I fully endorse. Um, I don't think you're losing a ton out despite, you know, the... Dylan Cousins of the world and Boone Jenners and Pavelski's being available that late. I still don't think it's that bad of an idea to just try and make sure you get that second wing score in there. Um, but I get the argument both ways in that, like, you know, obviously I'm not going to try and tell you that Joe Pavelski's a worse play than Blake Wheeler over the course of the full season. Um, but it's just a matter of like, you know, the center position being filled with Pedersen and Zabinijad. If not, you're probably screwed anyway. Um, so why not try and get that second wing spot filled? All right, we'll keep going. Uh, Nate McKinnon, McCarr. Um, normally we see Rantanen getting stacked with McCarr. I wonder how frequent the uh, McKinnon-McCarr stack there is for uh, for Wookiee. Um, but he leads sing or continues things with Hyman, Gaudreau, Konechny, and Terry, mixing in Samsonov and Vanacek um, in the mix there. Closes off goalie with Philly Huso. Keeps going on wing with Taylor Hall, Riley Smith. Caps off defense with Jacob Chuba and Noah Dobson to go with his Cal McCarr. And then finally grabs a, an Elias Lindholm and Trevor Zegras to close off his center room. And final pick, Tevu Teravainen. Um, I want to say Teravainen was one of the absolute worst picks you could have made last year of players who were drafted nearly every time. Um, so a bit of a battle of a bounce back there for the Wookman. Uh, DJ, any thoughts? No, no, I, I, I like it. Uh, I mean, Winger is absolutely decimated in these lobbies, oh, and Tara Vinen is one of the last guys in. The next draft is filled, by the way. Um, oh, I just... All right, all right, damn. Okay. Yeah, you just... I tried to alert you by putting oh, it on the screen a couple times, but it filled. Um, <laughs> I was not looking. Oh, damn, did I, did I even... Uh, oh, wait, no, it's not a different screen. Yeah, we are, different yeah we, we are We are. looking yeah. at... Um, I think by end of day tomorrow, hopefully, we'll be at like 5,500 mark. Like, we really might complete the last year's total entries by NFL kickoff. Like I think it's yeah, in range. So I'll be, I'll be around. Uh, I, yeah. I uh, can't say enough about that, but I'll let you get back to it. So we can get out of here. My yeah. headphones are going to die um, every 10 minutes, probably. So. All right. Artie um, grabs Matt Kachuk at six, followed by Igor, Alex Dabrinkit, Eric Carlson, Connor Bedard, um, Adam Fox, Drake Batherson, and then finishes off center with John Tavares and Dylan Larkin to go with his Bedard. Uh, continues wing with my absolute uh, do not drafts of the wing position in Jamie Benn, who just sucks, and Mark Stone, who I 
literally don't know if you can project more than 50 games played in the regular season for him. Um, but in any case, we transition on to Morgan Riley to pair with John Tavares for a bit of a power play stack, Jordan Eberle, um, Akira Schmid, and Taylor Radish. Um, I've seen Radish a few times now go in the final round. It's it's an interesting play. Uh, he had some power play success there last year. Maybe he can continue the magic touch um, with a better power play led by Connor Bedard. We'll see. Uh, again, the fire. Welcome back. I know uh, you joined the Discord recently, um, but the original best block champion. Miko, Timo, Andrei Svechnikov, Artemi Panarin, uh, going heavy with wings to start, following it with Braden Point, Dude Skinner, and JT Miller. Uh, Kuzmenko with Miller, uh, an interesting stack. We'll see if those two correlate uh, other than the power play this season. Uh, Brent Burns at pick 103. Um, Nico, Heischer, Elvis, Swayman, Vince Dunn, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Uh, so a little Bjork Dunn, uh, you know, Bjorkson Dunn, would you maybe? Does that does that work? Okay, no. Um, Rasmus Anderson and Lucas Reichel. Uh, pretty good team. I, you know, Artemi Panarin is fringe, don't draft for me at his ADP, but like, you know, we're in a wing avalanche room. So while I would have preferred Caulfield, Kane, and Kreider, like, I understand Panarin's a super good player and has a lot of upside um, in any given week. So um, going to Mudcat. Jason Robertson, Tage Thompson, Connor Hellebuck, Jeff Skinner to go with Tage. Uh, you know, got to get that early pick 41 Jeff Skinner in. Um, but hey, I get it. I respect it and I fully support it. Uh, Rupe Hints, Mira Heiskinen, another mini stack there with, uh, well, actually, full stack with Jason Robertson too. Uh, Tarasenko, Corpusalo, Freddie Anderson, Brian Rust. Kenny Malkin, man, a lot of uh, mini correlations here. Jake Chikrin to go with Tarasenko. Okay, sure. Uh, Patrick Kane to correlate with, uh, you know, maybe Connor Brown because they just both might not play this year. Uh, you know, Connor Brown should play. I'm not saying that. Just, uh, you know, injury-prone guy, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think Patrick Kane plays at all this season. Joe Pavelski to cap things off. I mean, Jesus, like, <laughs> I guess you just really want that Dallas first power play. To me, that's just an un unnecessary selection because – how the hell are you getting those four guys all into a lineup uh, without, you know, like any of Tage, uh, Skinner, you know, like Tarasenko? Like, how is everyone on Dallas scoring? I don't know, um, but maybe. And then Owen Power, because, I mean, I guess you got to correlate the Skinner-Thompson uh, with a Buffalo guy. Not what I would do, but sure, I get it. Very correlated. Um, so, move on. Kaprizov, Connor, Georgiev, her giant mark followed by Fiala and Laine, the ideal zero center start, or yeah, the ideal like zero center heavy wing start for me. Uh, you know, those guys I think are all great at ADP. Barkov, Carlson, Nichushkin, Matt Zuccarello, Carter Hart, Adrian Kempe, Zach Wierenski, Logan Thompson, Max Pacioretty, Aaron Ekblad, and Boone Jenner. I really have no comments, but so far I think this is my favorite team. Um, you know, just a really good uh, values and really good players with a lot of profiles that I enjoy. So um, good team there for Giant Mark. Layla, another zero center build with Kachuk, Stutzla, Boldy, Forsberg. Finally grabbed Stamkos in the fifth round, followed by Ulmark, uh, Mosider, Sebastian Ajo, Brandon Hagel, Victor Arvidsson, Cam Talbot, David Perron, Thomas Shabbat, Fleury, uh, Nazem Kadri and Sean Dersey. 
Um, you know, goalie starts, I think, are very troublesome here between Olmark, Cam Talbot, and Marc Andre Fleury. Um, you have at best three half split guys in that. You know, maybe Talbot gets a lion's share. I'm not sure. I think the ship is sailed on Marc Andre Fleury doing that. And Olmark, again, we discussed him. But otherwise, you know, it's a perfectly reasonable, logical team. Uh, no real problems other than the possible weakness and goal. DJ, any thoughts on those teams before I wrap things up here? No, I really like that. That uh, I mean, honestly, it's like all of these teams feel really, really good because of all the winger uh, depth that you get in these drafts. Um, you know, they did it right. Like, this is exactly what I talked about last year, and I'll probably repost that article, and I don't know how many updates I really have to drafting when you missed the top four centers. Um, they did. Everyone did it right, it seems like. I mean, yeah, I don't really have nothing – add right. i'm on the clock in this this other draft here at 11 uh joda starts things off with jack hughes followed it up with ovi clayton keller dougie hamilton jesper bratt uh, to go with hughes uh pierre luke dubois owen tippett pavel bushnevich um bennington gibson uh phoenix copley in the last round um yeah, it's. I mean, that's one way to play goalie. I'm honestly not sure if Bennington is the guy I trust as my number one, but I at least respect the effort to try it. Um, following those picks, uh, Verhage, Charlie McAvoy, Seth Jones, Manjapani, and Bo Horvat. Um, in a room like this, yeah. In a room like this, I think uh, a guy like Nick Schmaltz is a, an easy target for a Clayton Keller team where you take a center in the first round. Like... I personally think that Clayton Keller is overdrafted at his current ADP. Like it's going to be really hard to reproduce the year he had last year, but if he does, I think Nick Schmaltz is an absolute smash at ADP. Like there's just no reason to me that Nick Schmaltz would be undrafted while Clayton Keller goes in the thirties. Um, so like when I grab Keller, usually it's after ADP and usually, especially if I have one of these early centers, I'm really just taking Nick Schmaltz in round 16, round 15 for just, lock up that sort of mini correlation because I really like that one. But hey, um I understand not taking Nick Schmaltz. He's by no means like a great forward fantasy player or anything. Um but it's just I mean, did, you, did you did you did you listen to my fantasy conversation about him or you just ignored it? Uh, I have not listened to your Arizona one yet. No, just the uh, Anaheim one. So I will okay. check it out. Yeah I I basically like I just like reminded people that Nick Schmaltz was very close to a point per game um playing with Keller yeah. before getting injured and like it's it's like very easily forgot about. And it wasn't like he was just, you know, I think the concern could be like how good of a rate shooter. Um, I could look into that more. Yeah. I really didn't get too crazy. Yeah, no, it's uh, sort of like, this is your last guy in. I mean, like, what are we doing? You know, so yeah, that's that's a rub. I mean, that's why he doesn't get drafted. Nick Schmaltz doesn't. Um, but you know, I, it's it's a guy who I think if Keller's the guy you need in the 30s, that like he's so clearly gonna score a bunch of points like that you don't really need the hits and the blocks and even the shots that schmaltz uh, doesn't really offer a ton of anyway final team ga here leads things off with kucherov and mitch marner i'm honestly not sure if i've seen mitch marner go this early so that's uh you know like normally marner goes in the second round for sure but ahead of connor stutzla ovi is, is kind of interesting to me um, but in any case, Alex Tuck at the 3-4 turn with Darlene. Uh, certainly like the Darlene value there. Um, Gustafson in goal to go with Kemper and Eden Hill. 
between those guys, he picks up Jonathan Marcheseau and Claude Giroux. Uh, this is where he then uh, scolded DJ for taking uh, Jack Eichel before he could uh, get to him. Um, yeah, and then he grabs Shea Theodore, though, to correlate with Jonathan Marcheseau, easily my number one uh, top correlation. Those two guys I have loaded into probably a quarter of my lineups, so you're going to see me liking that a whole lot. Uh, Mark Shifley, um, Eric Sinek, and Marty Nachos, just checking if there's any mini correlations there, but all good values, good you know, good fantasy players. Um, this is sort of how I would do a late center build for sure. Uh, following up with Matthew Nyes, um, Jared Spurgeon, and Marcus Johansson. Um, yeah, Johansson, Spurgeon with uh, Eric Sinek, I think that's fine. Um, the Matthew Nyes with... Marner in particular seems a bit thin. I don't know if there's a path to, to Nyes taking that job over Tyler Bertuzzi. It kind of seems like they found uh, Bertuzzi to be the uh, bunting replacement on the Matthews-Marner line. But maybe they go to you know Matthews, Nylander, and uh, Marner slips down with John Tavares. We'll see. Um, but in any case, you know it's a perfectly fine bet to make in a room like this where you're getting you know, uh, Jordan Eberle and, you know, uh, Jason Zucker going like 10 picks after. It's just kind of whatever at some point in terms of uh, grabbing guys who you think have upside. So, yeah, uh, um, in any case, this is an MSP lobby. So none of the six goalies, none of the seven centers, you know, none of that nonsense like we saw in the first draft that I did on stream. Um, so, yeah, round of applause, everyone. You didn't you didn't screw it up uh, too bad, in my opinion. So. Uh, well done, and thank you all for uh, uh, sitting through that, drafting with us, playing along, and commenting throughout the show. Uh, DJ, anything you want to add before we get out of here? No, no, just uh, I just yeah, really proud of like where this sport has already gotten to. Um, you know, it's not going to ever overtake basketball as far as like the actual number of entries, but I think it's on just an unbelievable pace. And uh, if we keep drafting the way we're drafting, we're going to make them give us another contest. Um, so yeah, that's about the main part of it. Um, I do want to say, I highly suggest getting into a couple slow drafts. If you're sick of these lobbies, if you only come in for these because you don't have a lot of other time, uh, the slow drafts are a lot more forgivable. And I've found myself with the draft we talked about at the very beginning, taking seven centers before like, sorry about the clock here, but seven centers. Seven yeah, wings. Oh my God. Seven, seven wingers. Centers. <laughs> Seven wingers uh, and one, well, I think it was like one goalie. Uh, no, one, it was one center, seven wingers, and a goalie was like, yeah. I think what you showed. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, it was like, and that team is just turning out awesome. And it's like, it just happens because the slow draft lobbies are a lot different. Um, give it a go. You're not going to see all the familiar faces, which might be sad, uh, but I would really suggest it. And other than that, uh, keep an eye out. A couple more teams are going to drop tomorrow or the next and the next day. For my season previews, we're going to get all of them. And I have an additional Sabres one that I recorded with a couple other guys. Um, so a 30-minute, very in-depth view on the Sabres coming up as well. Perfect. Um, because, you know, uh, we know you're always good for a level-headed, um, you know, fair and I, unbiased Sabres opinion. He asked for Sabres fans, and I think I actually gave, like, incredibly fair points. Like, I, I, Matt, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, okay? This is going to be a quick – I doubt that anyone watching. I said the best bet on the board rather than just like because the Sabres are minus 120 to make the playoffs. And I said, I think you just bet Granado at 10 to 1 to win Jack Adams. Like, 
if you're going to bet them uh, yeah, in the that's, playoffs, that's like the old, the, yeah, yeah, I would like. I just don't know why you would bet it the other way. Like, oh, Sabres make the playoffs, and the old men in hockey don't say, oh, first time in twelve years we got they're giving it to him. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll give that free piece of advice. And I was actually going to ask you after the show if if you could if you place those bets. I don't even know because I I don't have it in New York. I it's like you. I don't know if I've seen it. So yeah, I, don't, I, I will we'll, we'll look at the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, yeah. finish yeah, up your so piece. final. Final plug, uh, if you missed it at the very beginning, I've started a newsletter um, called Primary Points. Uh, By the way, it's mentioned in the article, but please, if you are aware of some uh, piece of media that's called Primary Points in the hockey space, please let me know and I'll find a different name. Um, We had a bit of an awkward situation that, again, I highlighted in here with the Morning Skate podcast, actually, um, you know, a few years ago that I just want to want to avoid. so if you're aware of any media like that, please just reach out in the hockey space. Um, but in any case, please find it. Um, it's in the description of the show. It's in the description of the podcast if you're an audio listener. And it's uh, my tweet on Twitter. Um, but please subscribe. You know, just send your email. I'm not asking for any money or anything. You know, just uh, if you feel so inclined to click the links within it or whatever, you know, feel free. But otherwise, it's, you know, it's just a free newsletter um, and more of a uh you know, sophisticated home for the various ramblings I share in the Discord, um, you know, on pretty much a daily basis. So I uh, expect about once a week, maybe twice a week. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you to everyone who has already checked it out and subscribed and everything else. I'm looking forward to seeing what can come of it. Um, so yeah, hope, hopefully a lot more to come this season. Get out of here. Uh, th- yeah, thanks for joining everyone. Again, uh, thank you. Thank you, Wookie. Thanks for everyone that jumped in. Um, and the overflow or that the the post draft, I mean, I got the zero four zero two start that everyone dreamed up with Georgiev and Samsonov. I mean, it's getting extra juicy over there. So um, yeah, just keep joining those drafts and always reach out to us in Discord, Twitter, whatever. If lobbies need to get filled, we're always there to jump in. Yeah, um, and ESPN, uh, Ben Shelton, Francis Tiafo, give it a chance if you're bored tonight. Tennis is an awesome sport, especially when there's elite guys like this teeing off of one another. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of energy, too, that you can feel through the TV. So uh, here's my pitch. Tennis is cool, and uh, good night. Yes, see you guys next week.